Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzen. Tonight, we have a great guest on who's been at the nexus of community, activism, progressive politics, and Minneapolis Community Radio since 2000. She has hosted a show called Catalyst Politics and Culture for going on 17 years on KFAI, one of the greatest community radio stations in the world. I've had the pleasure of appearing on our show a half a dozen times, so it's fun for me to have Miss Howell in tonight, and we can turn the tables so I can ask her questions. As you're listening to the show tonight, America will have inaugurated its 45th president, who's been in office for 24 hours. On, on today, January 21st, saw over 300 women's marches around the world upholding and protecting women's rights and human rights of what could be an onslaught against all those rights with the coming administration. I had the honor of performing at the Minnesota State Capitol this afternoon and uh, there was thousands of people there marching and in, uh, in solidarity. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, we've got a really interesting guest in Miss Lydia Hall. So let's giddy up and get going. And with no further ado, I would like to introduce my friend and a woman who uh, I've listened to for 17 years on KFI, Miss Lydia Hall. Hey, it's really fun to be on your show for a change. Lydia, you are about as knowledgeable as anybody I know in town about progressive politics. So during the course of the show, we're going to talk about the state of the democracy, the uh economics of the upcoming Trump era, uh, places where people can hear other progressive voices, as well as hear some great songs that you picked out personally. But before we get into all of that, tell us about where you're from and where you got interested and started in radio. Well, I was born in Texas, Big D, Dallas, Texas, and was raised there. Went to Houston when I was 21. Uh, finally escaped, <laughs> as I like to put it, made my way to civilization <laughs> and got to Minnesota when I was uh, 30. So I've spent the first half of my life in Texas and almost entirely the second half here in uh, Minnesota. So I've gone from the Lone Star State to the North Star State. Uh, well, we're glad to have you. Hey, and I am really glad to be here, let me tell you. You've been a great addition. True, uh, truthfully, I mean, I've... Uh, I've listened to your show, I don't know, a hundred times, a hundred different shows, and uh, you're always kind of at the cutting edge of what's going on with great guests, great musicians, great uh, political uh, types, and... Uh, and the arts. And uh, the arts. My yeah. big New Year's resolution is more the arts. I often... Uh, don't have as many of the creative things happening in the Twin Cities on as I want because, you know, being community radio, as KFI is, I try to be community responsive, which means folks in the community are doing stuff. They call me up, hey, can we come on your show? And I try to always say yes if I, ha I haven't already committed to somebody else. But my big New Year's resolution is, you know, maybe it won't be 50-50, but let's try for a 60-40 right. with the arts getting more in there because I think we're really going to need them. I, I feel like you gave me such a beautiful shout out. I want to say I first heard your music uh, in 1991. I think it was winter time on the West Bank at the old Five Corners and you know just fell in love with your music started buying your CDs and to me the arts are really essential they're like our 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 soul food and when uh, times are hard and particularly when politics are hard we need our musicians we need our visual artists we need our literature this is just part of what keeps us going you know so Well, you've kept us going on KFI for 17 years. Tell people out there in the Wall and Power Radio Orland what time, what day, and uh, how they can tune into Catalyst with Lydia Howell. Um, my show Catalyst is on every Friday morning, 9 a.m., 
And uh, it's part of the locally produced public affairs shows Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. on KFAI, 90.3 FM, Minneapolis, 106.7 FM, St. Paul, KFAI.org. And, and people like my show, they can stream it. You can stream it. Um, it's usually on the stream a couple of hours after the live broadcast right. and is archived for a couple of weeks. Um, we don't have the storage capacity for forever yet. Um, How, with your show, we were we were talking and we we rode out here together. Uh, to the studio to record the show tonight, and you were talking about how the some of the blues shows have people listening in Poland and Germany. How about you? What's your farthest listener? You know, I don't know, but I know that I get emails because I don't. As a journalist, you have to be a public person, so my phone number and email is on my page at kfi.org, and people contact me from around the country. They have a new book coming out. Or they're working on a particular issue, and would I be interested in doing a phone interview with them? And so I'm not sure how far the range my show is. I know that our Native American programmers are listened to across the country as well as well into Canada. So, you know, we broadcast in 13 languages. Um, If there's a kind of music you like, as I like to say, from... Afro-pop to Zydeco and everything in between, there's a program that plays it. You know, and look, I got nothing against commercial radio. As we were saying in the car, um, my first little transistor radio, I was in love with, you know, KLT, the Mighty 1190 in Big D, Dallas, Texas. You know, AM Top 40 in the 60s. Probably the same kind of radio you listen to where they played it all. It's... Tony Bennett's I Left My Heart in San Francisco, and then it's a Beatles song. And then, I don't know, Eddie Arnold, country music. Yeah, right, and then Stevie Wonder, and then the Rolling Stones. Yeah, it was everything. And then uh, Petula Clark, Downtown, you know. yeah. My one band experience um, with some roommates in the early 80s, we did a version of Petula Clark's Downtown, kept the chorus and the first verse, but I rewrote the other verses to make them a little more interesting because there was more trouble you could get into that she doesn't go into in her version of Downtown. <laughs> you, <laughs> you had a little darker Downtown yes, than Petula. Yes, Everyone is waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> now, you had... Uh, uh, Tell us a little, we want to, I want to talk about your writing career as well, but tell us a little bit about your midnight radio show. You know, I fell in love with radio as a kid in Dallas. Uh, Radio was still pretty segregated down there, except after midnight, you know, there was a guy, Cousin Lenny, you listen to the cuz, and he played the stuff you never heard during the day. You know, yeah, you could hear the Supremes and the more smooth soul music, which I loved. I bought those with some of the first 45s I bought with my allowance. But he played, you know, Clarence Carter and, and... Bobby Bland and blues and and um, you just amazing stuff and so plus listening to that music at night, you know there's a magic yeah and you come home for the most time of the the, those times of night, you know uh, when you start listening when you when you're a kid you're you're still you know in your room by yourself. Uh, sometimes you've got the transistor radio under the cover so mom and dad can't hear. <laughs> but it's really, it's it's true, true magic. True magic. And so I really fell in love with radio, though certainly as a kid, it never occurred to me I'd ever get to do it. Right. But I was very blessed. Um, a year after I graduated high school in my hometown, Dallas, um, basically the lover of my high school best friend, uh, who was a gay man, um, was quite a bit older, and he was a radio guy, and he he was the news director for the commercial rock station in town. Right. And that was, you know, what he did for a living, but he worked at this little community station, uh, KCHU, a little bitty station, an old house in East Dallas. In a house, right? Yeah, Just like, well, you know, when KFAI started, I believe in about 77 or 78, 79 they 79 or early early 80 they started broadcasting yeah out of the uh, out of the Walker Church the steeple of the Walker Church yeah, yeah. <laughs> cats under the stars we did a gig there one night uh, that somebody has on a cassette all I remember is that uh, one of us played a singing song but uh, 
<laughs> but anyway, so I've watched KFAI grow and then become such a you know beacon of broadcasting on the West Bank and uh, so supportive of local musicians. Absolutely. You know, KFAI has been one of the stalwarts of radio in Minneapolis that has always played local musicians. Myself yes. and so many others have been so fortunate. So I want to thank you personally and and, uh, and KFAI in general. But tell us about the little radio show you so, had in the 80s. Um, I was basically this little news collective. Uh, this was in 77, and they only had one woman. And then she was moving away to go to grad school or something. And he had, I was just trying to publish in little newspapers. And so he knew me and said, I think you'd be a great addition to our news collective. And, uh, of course, I was terrified out of my mind the first time I was on the radio. But when I got done with that hour, I was like, I want to do this again. And I've been doing it ever since. What? Okay, so give us... Uh I'll tell you what, let's do this. We've got Lydia Howell on the Wall of Power Radio Hour, great uh, community activist, radio personality, and writer for the whole show. So give us a little intro to this Ann Feeney tune we're going to hear with the name of your show and then introduce it. We'll have you back for the rest of the, the show. Okay. So uh, here's a blast from the past in the 80s at uh, the Pacifica Station in KPFT in Houston. Uh, mutations after midnight with Agent X, evolutionary agent from the planet Sandoz, here to blow your mind. And we're listening to Ann Feeney, labor organizer, singer-songwriter from Pittsburgh, PA, War on the Workers. Listen up, we've got a war zone here today right in our heartland. And across the USA, these multinational bastards don't use tanks and guns, it's true. Are you trying to live stream on Facebook, on YouTube, tired of no one watching your videos? Well, whether you're a beginner or a veteran, you can have better results. Hi, it's Mike McEntee with The Uptake. We're famous for our live streaming of thousands of events that are watched by millions. I want to help you live stream video like a pro for your cause, your group, or your company. I'm teaching a class on June 9th where you'll learn how to use your phone or professional camera to deliver the best live experience for your audience. I'll teach you how to attract an audience and how to keep reaching that audience when you're no longer live. Find out what platform works best for what you're trying to do. Sign up now at theuptake.org slash classes. Space is limited. Go to theuptake.org slash classes to sign up for this June 9th class. There's a $70 charge, but there's a discount for students and low-income people. That's theuptake.org slash classes to learn how to live stream like a pro. Stand up, stand up. You've been sitting Hello, this is Ralph Nader, host of the Ralph Nader Radio Hour. Join me and my guests every week when we dive deeply into the subjects that matter to you the most, but are rarely on the mass media. Every Sunday for early birds at 7 a.m. and Monday at 6 a.m. And if you're not an early bird, 9 p.m. on Monday, right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Northeast Minneapolis is known for its creativity, and you'll know exactly why when you eat at Hazel's Northeast. Their creatively prepared comfort food will have you coming back week after week. Breakfasts like biscuits and gravy, granola pancakes, and brisket hash. For lunch, homemade soup, and one of the best Rubens in town. And don't miss the daily risotto or Chef Ali's ever-changing dinner specials. Come on in. Bring the whole family. Hazel's Northeast delivers real good food. Family owned at 29th and Johnson in Minneapolis. Saturdays at 1 p.m., you have a chance at a fresh start, a new beginning. Hi, everybody. This is Freddie Bell, host of New Beginnings. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, spirituality, and even entertainment. Every day is a chance for a fresh start. Join us Saturdays at 1 p.m. for New Beginnings with Freddie Bell on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. 
A Night Out with Chelsea Handler, live this Tuesday at the State Theater. I'm doing a tour where I go around to different places in this country and talk to people who have different opinions than me because I want to learn more, I want to understand better, I want to have nice, healthy conversations with strangers who think differently. A night of fun and interactive discussion with Chelsea, hosted by TV's Jenna Shortle. What is the most important issue for all of you in this room? Is it foreign affairs? Is it legal immigration? Is it dancing with the stars? Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster in the box office. Sponsored by Delta and Twin Cities Pride. Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. My guest in the studio for the whole show tonight, KFAI broadcasting personality and muckraker Lydia Hall. Lydia, when did you start your writing career? You know, I knew I want, I started writing, I made my first poems when I was about eight. Um, by the time I was 14, I knew I wanted to do journalism. Um, thank you. Great African-American essayist James Baldwin, as well as um, one of the first women journalists I ever heard of, Ida B. Wells. She kicked so much ass, they burned her house down and drove her out of, the, out of uh, Tennessee. Wow. Uh, also African-American, because she was exposing lynching at the early 20th century. Um, so I was on my school papers, always knew I wanted to write. And so... Journalism and activism have always been intertwined for me. You know, I first got active summer of 76 when I came out of high school. And I consider myself one of those lucky people who I knew what I wanted to be when I grew up by the time I was 14 or 15. Wanted to be a writer and a revolutionary. And I've gotten to do that. Ain't made much money. I've always done a lot of other <laughs> weird jobs. Join the club, baby. But I feel really blessed that... I fell in love with what I wanted to do, and I've been doing it. And uh, when I get to mentor kids at KFEI, I have interns regularly, and occasionally I work in an after-school program. I say to them, you know, the great thing about being a journalist is it's a passport. It can take you anywhere. It can take you to places you ain't supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, that is part of the beauty of it. And um, it makes you part of so many things that are bigger than you. And I feel really grateful for that, you know, that the world keeps getting bigger for me because of the work that I've been blessed to do. Well, we had a, a great chat on the drive out here, Lydia, and you were telling me about the time your dad broke your Black Sabbath record. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is all these sides of me nobody knows. Um, my parents divorced when I was like four, and um, I ended up living with my dad when I was 14, and um, this was during the Vietnam War, 1972. And like many um, adolescents, I had a big mouth. I pretty much was a good girl that followed most of the rules. But um, we had a lot of arguments, as did a lot of kids and parents then. And uh, if I didn't feel like I'd made my point strongly enough, I'd flounce up to my room and stick a record on to get the last word. <laughs> and um, one of my favorites was Black Sabbath War Pigs. And eventually, I guess my father had had enough and tromped up there and ripped it off the turntable and broke it out <laughs> and said, that's enough of that hippie horse bleep. And... Um, <laughs> Oh, good. You can't, you know, you can't make that up, but you look back and uh, it's, you know, it was certainly uh, of the time, wasn't it? Yes. Um, well, you know, ultimately when I was an adult, my father and I made our peace with each other. And while we were on opposite ends of the political spectrum, um, we actually got along pretty good. He loved music. And uh, we were never happier than when we were both drinking a good cold beer, Lone Star, please, listening to either Blue Note Jazz or Bluegrass. I know, go figure. But those were my dad's two favorite musics. And um, so, and he occasionally even liked classical music. So, Well, he was hipper than you probably thought when you were a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they say, the older you got, the smarter he got. Yeah, yeah. He had a lot of, I think, you know, life, life wisdom and... Under the skin, we were a lot more alike in our temperaments in some ways than I think um, either of us recognized when I was young. Coming of age in Texas and having an interest in writing, was Molly Ivins an uh, influence on you? You know, I didn't know about Molly Ivins until I was full grown. And, um, you know, the interesting thing about Texas, and I suspect maybe some other repressive places, um, 
I love living in Minnesota. I wouldn't live in Texas again for nothing. But I will tell you, I am very glad I was raised there. Because if you live in a place that is so reactionary, it's rather like the pressure of the earth on a piece of coal. Every once in a while, you come up with a pretty sharp diamond. Mm -hmm. And I feel like progressive people that I knew in Dallas and Houston, there weren't a whole lot of us in the 70s and 80s, but we were uh, tenacious. We were solid. You can count on us. And and so, and you still have people like that. I mean, Molly Ivins has passed away now a few years ago from breast cancer, but we still have the mighty Jim Hightower. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. And I would recommend his Hightower lowdown to anybody. It's cheap. It is paper. And he's funny as anything. And he also goes right to the heart of the matter right. and is required reading. In fact, I even have the latest copy of the newsletter here because I wanted to let people know only 25% of the eligible voters in this country voted for Trump. Yes, he won the Electoral College, but we had the lowest presidential campaign turnout ever. Hmm. Uh, only um, 53% of people turned out to vote, and only 25% voted for Mr. Trump. And I think that is something to recognize. That's a little factoid from Jim Hightower's latest newsletter, which I subscribe to. When you were talking about that, that pressure turning a, a lump of coal into a diamond, I'm reminded of the Billy Joe Shaver song, I'm just a lump of coal, oh, I'm going to be a diamond someday. One of my most beautiful musical memories was seeing Billy Joe Shaver at the Minnesota State Fair, what, five years ago? And him doing that song, and just the tears were coming down my face. <laughs> I love that guy. He is so real and true. Um, I, I like every kind of music except... I don't know. Nowadays, so much pop music is so prefab. But I like everything from Johnny Cash to, um, oh, God. I just, I you name a kind of music, I like it or I'm getting, I'm interested in it. So, Billy Joe, he's beautiful, that guy. I saw, the f second night I was in Austin, Texas, visiting my sister in 1982. It was around, right before Christmas. And uh, I was hitting... Every club in town. And I kept missing Stevie Ray Vaughan by just like, <laughs> hey, he was just here. He just left. No, he played here last night. And he was just kind of on my radar. I mean, he really wasn't a national name uh, yet. Uh, but as a guitarist, I certainly had heard about him. But I went to the Continental Club on South Congress one night, and Billy Joe Shaver and his son Eddie, who's mm -hmm. not with us anymore. he His son Eddie was magnificent. Phenomenal. Stratocaster through a Marshall amp. The Earth Moves is an album that uh, Bill Joel Shaver and his son, Eddie, I mean, it's just, I think, like, required well, listening. There was, it was, you know, holidays, so college was up, but there was about, literally, I'm not kidding, six people in the club, including the bartender, uh, but Billy Joe and Eddie played like they were, you know, at on stage at Woodstock, and it was just such an incredible night, and of course, I've been a Billy Joe Shaver fan every, ever since. We've got Lydia Howell on the show for on the Wall of Power Radio Hour tonight for the whole show. We're going to go out. Uh, we're celebrating all the women's marches that have happened in the last couple of days all over the world, over 300 of them. We're going to go out with a little Etta James, Tell Mama, and then more with Lydia. This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. They have energy-efficient products available for both residential and commercial properties. This spring, when we needed a company to take a look at a problem with our roof, I called the company I knew I could trust, Snap Construction. I've known Ryan, the owner at Snap Construction, for years, so I knew I could trust him. Don't just take my word for it. 
check out their reviews online. They are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior contractor online in the metro area. Over the years, Ryan has always said the same thing to me about his work. If we build it, shouldn't we be held accountable for the work indefinitely? He backed that statement up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trust Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available. As a family-owned business, Standard Heating and Air Conditioning has been serving the Twin Cities since 1930. A new furnace or air conditioner from Standard Heating and Air can lower your monthly utility bills, administer more consistent temperatures, and even improve indoor air quality, making your home safer and healthier for the whole family. The average heating and cooling system lasts 15 to 20 years. So if yours is on its last legs, call Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Learn more at standardheatingdeals.com. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, the comfort you deserve. Is it time to downsize but don't know where to start? Give the house geeks with Bricks Real Estate a call. We're experienced in making this process as easy as possible. Whether it is help with pricing your home, assistance in finding movers, or any of the other professionals you might need to get your home sold, we're here for you. Take the worry away by giving us a call today at 612-207-5388. That's 612-207-5388 or online anytime at housegeeks.com. Hi, friends. I've been talking to you about Minnesota's first green cemetery, Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. It's an entirely new way of looking at our last earthly step. Burials are designed to have as little impact on the environment as possible. For many of us, a continuation of the commitment we made during our lifetimes. Let me suggest you go to the website, mngreengraves.com. Explore what it is. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. It's a lovely place, a peaceful place. Minnesota's first green cemetery. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. And I'm Rachel Shamblot. Did you know a lot of people are afraid of the dentist? You don't need to be afraid of my dad. He makes going to the dentist comfortable and even fun. We don't care if you're a dental regular or haven't seen a dentist in years. We just want to make you comfortable and get you out of pain. If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Tonight we got a low around 54 with showers just finishing up. Tomorrow will be sunny with a high near 73, Monday sunny with a high near 84, and Tuesday sunny with a high near 83. 80% of the homes in the market need help with air sealing and insulation. Green Home Doctor will work with you to make your home less leaky and more comfortable in both winter and summer. For local help with air sealing and insulation, go to greenhomedr.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metz, and my guest for the whole show tonight, a broadcast legend in the community radio world and a great journalist and a true progressive and a really smart woman named Lydia Howell. Lydia, I'm so glad uh, that I was able to turn the tables and have you on one of my first shows of 2017. Well, you know, I'm glad that I'm being interviewed by you because it's a little odd being in this seat instead of your seat but i it i think i lucked out having you be the person doing the interview well lydia i know you know occasionally when i just call you to compliment you on a show or to ask your advice on something or to dig up a piece of uh, information that i don't have those five minute conversations go to a half hour 45 minutes an hour no problem i think i think i clocked in at an hour and a half when i call you to book you for the show a couple of days ago <laughs> but it's a ball having you let's talk about uh the trump era right but first i want to talk about i voted for hillary she wasn't my first choice and when they were announced that she was going to run I just, uh, I kind of deflated psychologically. Uh, I think we all had uh, Hillary and Bill Clinton fatigue uh, by the time it was announced uh, about a year ago that she was running. But I voted for her because for me, the election was simply three words, the Supreme Court. Because the Supreme Court is going to last if if Trump has his way and has the possibility of two to four uh, justices and they're all 50 years old, that could be the next 30 years 
uh, of American uh, judicial history and probably past my lifetime. Uh, so I pulled the uh, lever for Hillary, but you didn't. I voted third party. Uh, what can I say? If I wasn't in Minnesota, which was a so-called safe state for the Democrats, perhaps I would have made a different decision. Um, you know, the Trump era. Uh, you know, I tried to stay up to see the returns, and I couldn't make it. And I went to bed. And then at like 3 in the morning, I woke up wide awake and got up and went and turned the television on. And so here's a bleary Trump, obviously as stunned as I was, that he had won. <laughs> and for a minute, I went... Explicative deleted. And then, you know, I got to tell you, part of me is not at all surprised. I think this was an outsider election year. I think it was a change year. I think it was a year that Minnesotans should understand in a way because, after all, Jesse Ventura shocked the world and got elected governor. And I voted for him. I didn't. I voted for Ken Pendel of the Green Party. But you know what? I didn't vote for him, but I was glad he won because it was like both of the corporate parties needed somebody to say, explicative deleted, you know, well, you, you and know? I, Well, and I think what uh, what really turned me on to Jesse was... He said something in a radio interview. You know, everybody knew who Jesse Ventura was, the, uh, uh, you know. The wrestler. The wrestler and the radio guy. You know, he had a radio show for a long time. But he said something once in an NPR interview. He said, I think government should be invisible. And I thought that was just brilliant. It was like, yeah, you know, protect us. Make sure that the, uh, uh, the highways get built and maintained. Keep our food supply safe. But just stay out of the way. And I th think really, I've, with the first couple of years, I think he, uh, um, I think he did some great things. Uh, unfortunately, he got uh, he had a thin skin, not unlike Donald Trump, and the Pioneer Press drove him insane. Uh, so he, he became paranoid and became somebody he wa wasn't to start with. But I also voted for Ralph Nader and Winona LaDuke. That is a that is a vote though that I do regret. Um, uh, and, and I also voted for Arnie Carlson in the early 90s because uh, there was an interview with him in the Twin Cities Reader where he advocated legalizing marijuana way back before any Republican dared hey, say something like that. that took some guts. Yeah. <laughs> and Arnie is a, you know, stand-up guy. And he was a great governor. Uh, so anyway, but you, you feel a certain amount of uh, hope. Well, I mean, look, I don't know if I'd say hope exactly. I feel a certain amount of optimism because I think oftentimes uh, having a, uh, a, a, a common enemy can be uniting. Um, you know, in America, our politics is often defined as center-right, but there actually is more complexity of liberals, and then you get to progressives, and then you get to the left. There's a lot of ways to go. And... But all that stuff to the left of the center, you know, it's contradicted, it's in competition. So I personally think there's a some real gains to be made at unifying a progressive agenda. I personally supported Bernie Sanders in the primaries. I think that he would have been a much stronger candidate against Trump. And Well, to, you know what, and the thing about Bernie, uh, a friend of mine named John Clifford who has a great... Uh, uh, he's a hairstylist. He has a, a record store called Hi-Fi Records in Loring Park that I highly recommend if you're into used records and books, a great place to go. Plus, he's a, uh, ma a magician with, with, with hair. Um, is that he said something, you know, I went uh, a few days after the election, I went down there to hang out. I just needed to hang out with my you know, fellow Democrats. And, and, uh, and he said, you know, everybody was talking about Hillary breaking the glass ceiling. But what would have been more radical than Bernie Sanders, a Jewish socialist? <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a way, I don't know that Bernie's really a, exactly a socialist. I mean, democratic socialist yeah. was the term. I think in a way, if people had really looked at his policies, well, he he's a New Deal Democrat. Yeah, right, right. And it's like, it says something about what has happened to our politics in general and the Democratic Party in particular, that you got to be a socialist to believe in the New Deal. Right. Hello. Right. I mean, um, but 
I just think that there's a, there are possibilities for deeper and broader coalition building and you know putting the egos down and the competition for the grant money and all the nonsense because here's Trump and we don't have time to go into the list of his cabinet picks but I firmly believe personnel is policy. So if you want a hint about what a President Trump is going to do, you look at the people he's putting in office. A lot of billionaires, a lot of Goldman Sachs Wall Street people. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, I thought we were draining the swamp. No, we're <laughs> filling it with super predator alligators. Right, who do we see over there? <laughs> the Lizard of Oz. The uh, Lizard of Oz, that's perfect. <laughs> that may have to replace my, my preferred term so far, which has been Cheeto Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I want to give people some hope because democracy is not just about these people in office. Ultimately, it's about us. Part of the reason we've gotten the bad politicians is way too many Americans think democracy runs on autopilot. Right. It doesn't. Everybody doesn't have to be an activist, but you've got to be an engaged citizen. And <clears throat> I think... There's opportunities for that. I mean, I want to leave people with this one little, already there's been people power that's been exercised. The night before this session of Congress was to start, Republicans wanted to just gut the Office of Governmental Ethics. Right. They weren't able to do that. Right. Why? Because thousands and thousands of people rang the phone off the hook in U.S. senators' offices, so they couldn't. Um of you course, know, then Trump took complete credit for it. Yeah, but with his little tweet. But people should not be mistaken. No, it was because they realized, the Republicans realized they couldn't do that, that the people do care about ethics. And I suspect, yes, we're going to get some of these horrible cabinet picks, but I don't think all of them will get through. Um, I'm hoping that uh, Senator Jeff Sessions, Republican of Alabama, who is up to be attorney general. I pray we can stop him. Uh, because well, and besides not only his segregationist past, uh, he says he's reformed. He's also very anti-marijuana, which is now a five- Oh, he's an old drug warrior for sure. He yeah. still wants but, the war which, on drugs. Which is, you know, marijuana is now a $5 billion a year industry in the, uh, in the <clears throat> United States. Plus, there's beginning to be real bipartisan questioning of this insane, expensive, failed, and civil liberties violating so-called war on drugs we've been doing since Nixon, where people are going, eh, maybe it'd be better to think about drugs as, I don't know, a public health issue and right. on things like marijuana, you know, personal preference rather than a crime. Right. And Jeff Sessions would stop that in its tracks. He also... Um, doesn't think that uh, gay and lesbian people should have rights, human, you know, human equality with the same rights heterosexual people have. Uh, women, oh, I don't know. We're not supposed to have any rights. I take us back to about 1950 if we were lucky. Right. I mean, there's just, and in terms of police accountability, another issue that in the last couple of years, finally, I've been waiting for this conversation for 30 years. Because um, I've worked, even though I'm a white person, I've worked on police brutality issues um, since the late 70s. Um, a friend of mine was murdered by the police in 1981, uh, and I made a vow to Fred Paez that I would work on this issue my entire life, pick the banner up. He was a fellow activist on this stuff. But Sessions says, oh, there shouldn't be these consent decrees. Chicago Police Department just got one. Um, to change patterns and practices. And yet, on the other hand, local district attorneys never indict a police officer for anything. So what does that mean? Complete impunity? That doesn't square with democracy. I mean, the main thing I want to say to folks is this is a chance to revitalize our democracy. I really believe that. I, I truly believe it's a chance for engagement and um, I hope people will see it that way and that you don't have to be an activist to be engaged. I think if people even spend an hour a week calling a senator about something, writing a postcard, emails get deleted. Don't bother with a letter because it won't get through Homeland Security. But a postcard, 
you know, there's no anthrax on it, so, you know, right. it gets through. Right. I mean, and they do listen because, you know, again, we just had a tiny little victory. And no, it wasn't Trump's tweet. It was thousands of people raising cane. The other victory we just had today was thousands of people from around the country have been sitting in petitions, calling, letters, etc., asking President Obama on his way out the door to pardon whistleblower Chelsea Manning. Well, which just, he did do today. Which he did do. I wish and he that was people power. I wish he would have uh, pardoned my friend John Kuriaku, the CIA agent. But uh, but he's already out free. He's not yeah, he in is, prison. He is free, but but he has he's lost his rights to vote. And I know. I think all that's awful. I did an interview with him a few months ago. Brilliant guy. Um, and I felt so blessed to talk to such a courageous person. I wish Leonard Peltier, I'm still praying, yeah. before President Obama leaves, that Peltier will finally be freed. That would be a beautiful thing. Um, we have Lydia Howell on for one more set on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. And like uh, Obama said in his farewell speech, with that, that was absolutely brilliant. The greatest office in a democracy is citizen. We're going to listen to a little Patty Smith, Upright Come. One more set of the Wall Power Radio Hour. Number one source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. Hi, Matt McNeil for Rudy Luther Toyota. My first Toyota love was the RAV4 back in 1998. When I was traveling in February, I needed a rental car, and I jumped at the opportunity to drive one again. The RAV4 is fantastic with all the bells and whistles you need, and it has all the modern safety features to keep us safe. Comfort as we vacationed. It fit all five of us and our luggage with ease. I was able to revisit my first love. Now, you can fall in love for yourself by test driving a RAV4 today at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169. Hi, this is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design, and I'd like you to tune in to a new program, Drink in the Style. Sundays at 5 p.m., Drink in the Style is going to be a one-hour conversation about interior design and aesthetics, all while enjoying a cocktail created by a local mixologist. Drink in the Style, Sundays at 5 p.m., brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. Waking up is easy when you look forward to breakfast. Serve seven days a week at the Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul. Try eggs your way with hash browns, bacon, or sausage. There are four delicious varieties of eggs Benedict that should not be missed. And buttermilk pancakes, waffles, or French toast are always fresh off the griddle. How about a Bloody Mary or screwdriver from the bar? The Downtowner Woodfire Grill is located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking. Or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. Now through September 1st at the Museum of Russian Art is an exhibition of Minneapolis-based painter Leon Husha. The Art of Leon Husha Balancing Art showcases more than 50 pieces from 29 different collectors in the largest show ever of his bold and colorful work. A hometown favorite, the energy of Leon's playful art spans sculptures, paintings, and non-traditional media. See for yourself today and bring home a signed print or exhibition catalog from the museum store. For details, visit tmora.org. Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is the fourth set. This is your host, Paul Metzen. My great guest for the whole show tonight has been my friend and a hero of mine, Lydia Howell. Lydia, 
your show once again, nine o'clock on KFAI every Friday morning, right? It's called Catalyst, and you can also live stream it after broadcast. Catalyst Art and Culture, which you feature so prominently every week, and, and uh, Twin Cities is better for it. Tell us where else we can find some great voices and great knowledge out there in the world of media. Um, you know, I want to encourage people to check out FAIR, Fairness and Accuracy in Reporting. They've got a great newsletter. You can subscribe to the email edition. We're coming into a period where we need um, trustworthy fact checkers, and Fairness and, ac and Accuracy in Reporting have been doing this for like 30 years. Uh, so, FAIR.org. Um, you know, a couple of great online publications that pull articles from a lot of different sources are Common Dreams and Truth Out. And you can discover other publications through them because you can say, oh, so this was from such and thus. And it'll be a variety of any kind of, you know, public issue going from labor to oh, the latest war that the U.S. is waging somewhere. Uh, Democracy Now! airs on uh, KFEI, 8 a.m., Monday through Friday. But you can hear it anywhere, online, anytime. Democracy Now! And um, um, I guess uh, I just would say be open to discovering new sources of info. You know, I really, again, people don't have to be an activist, but be a citizen. Find out where your passion is. What is it that really moves you focus on that nobody can do every issue it's not humanly possible look for your news junkie friends and have them help you become informed and again raise your voice something as simple as calling up your representative or your senator can really make a difference and don't forget to say thanks when they do the right thing i called al franken's office recently and said hey thanks for being sincere and on it and i know we can count on you um, so I just think that we're coming into a challenging time, but I, I think American democracy is at a crossroads, and what it needs is you. Lydia Howell, great words. Recite one of your favorite poems that I know you have uh, on your refrigerator. Yeah, it's kind of funny how you rediscover that people that you loved as a teenager. I love the transcendentalist. Um, Henry David Thoreau, particularly, but also Ralph Waldo Emerson. And this is the quote on my refrigerator. The purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful. It is to be honorable. It is to be compassionate. To have made it some difference that you have lived and lived well. And Lydia Howell, you live well every day, being part of our great community. Thanks so much for being here. You asked uh, if I would do this recording of my song, Walk in a Woman's World. Yeah, it kind of gets to me every time, but, you know, you have definitely been one of the artists that's kept my spirit going and given me great joy and fortitude for 26 years that I've been listening to you. <laughs> and yes, Walk in a Woman's World. And it means a lot to me that a man wrote it. It gives me great hope for the future. <laughs> Lydia, thank you thank for having me, Paul. Oh, in solidarity, as always. And like uh, like they say, uh, we either got to hang together or hang separately. Yep. Thanks, old Ben Franklin, for that great quote. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lydia Howell, thank you. Kitty Genovese was walking home one night. Stranger on Queens Boulevard Asked her for a light She said no and he struck her down As 38 looked on Now those 38 still hear her cry Says Kitty has passed on She ain't safe in a straight line Ten years ago, she was 
She was a homecoming queen We won't hear those stories now Or meet her boyfriend Dave It was a short walk From the coffee shop To the shallow grave She ain't safe in a straight line for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. The show is produced by Paul Metza, engineered by Brad Kenamer, and recorded at the Minneapolis Media Institute. We'd like to thank our guest, Lydia Hull. Follow us online at wallofpowerradio.com. Like us on Facebook at Wall of Power Radio Hour. And like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy.